Mark Twain. When we look around at the pain and injustice of the world, we must come to the ineluctable conclusion that God is a thug. I'm not sure if I believed that then or now, but it certainly shocked Mike and Dale into silence, especially Mike. He was an altar boy then and most devout. But I'm digressing, even before I begin the story. I always hated writers who did that. I still have no powerful opening line. I'll just begin again. Forty-one years after I died, my friend Dale returned to the farm where I was murdered. It was a very bad winter. Dale Stewart drove from western Montana to central Illinois, more than 1,700 miles in 29 hours, the mountains dwindling and then disappearing in his rearview mirror, endless stretches of autumn prairie blending into a tan and russet blur following I-90 east to I-29 southeast to I-80 east to I-74 south and then east again, traveling through the better part of two time zones, returning to the checkerboard geometries of the Midwest, and forcing himself down through more than forty years of memories like a diver going deep, fighting the pain and pressure that such depths bring. Dale stopped only for food, fuel, and a few catnaps at interstate rest areas, He had not slept well for months, even before his suicide attempt. Now he carried drugs for sleeping, but he did not choose to stop and use them on this trip. He wanted to get there as soon as possible. He did not really understand why he was going there. Dale had planned to arrive at Elm Haven in mid-morning, tour his old hometown, and then drive on to Duane's farmhouse in the daylight, but it was after eleven o'clock at night when he saw the Elm Haven exit sign on I-74. He had planned to move into Duane's old house in early or mid-September, allowing plenty of time to enjoy the fall colors and the crisp, sunny autumn days. He arrived on the last day of October, at night, in the last hours of the first Halloween of the new century, hard on the cold cusp of winter. I screwed up, thought Dale, as he took the overpass above I-74 and followed the night-empty road the two miles north toward Elmhaven. Screwed up again. Everything I haven't lost, I've screwed up. And everything I lost, I lost because I screwed it up. He shook his head at this, angry at the bumper sticker stupid self-pity of the sentiment, feeling the fog of too many nights with too little sleep, and punched a button to lower the driver's side window. The air was cold, the wind blowing hard from the northwest, and the chill helped to wake Dale a bit as he came out onto the hard road just a mile southeast of Elmhaven. The hard road, Dale smiled despite himself. He had not thought of the phrase for decades, but it immediately came to mind as he turned back northwest onto State Highway 150A and drove slowly into the sleeping town. He passed an asphalt road to his right and realized that they had paved County Road 6 between Jubilee College Road and the Hard Road sometime in the last few decades. It had been muddy ruts between walls of corn when he had lived here, so now he could drive straight north to Duane's farmhouse if he wished. He continued on into Elmhaven out of curiosity. Morbid curiosity, it turned out. The town itself seemed sad and shrunken in the dark. Wrong. Smaller dead, desiccated, a corpse. The two business blocks of Main Street along the hard road had lost several buildings, disorienting Dale the way a familiar smile with missing teeth would. He remembered the tall facade of Jensen's hardware. It was now an empty lot. 
The A&P, where Mike's mother had worked, was gone. He remembered the glowing windows of the Parkside Cafe. It was now a private residence. Lucky's Grill on the other side of the street appeared to be some kind of flea market with stuffed animals staring out at the hard road through dusty black eyes. The corner pantry market was boarded up. The barber shop next door was gone. Bandstand Park was worse than gone. The tiny yard-sized space was now cluttered with a tiny VFW hall and various tin sheds, the bandstand torn down, the trees uprooted and their stumps cut out, and the war memorial hidden by weeds. Dale made a U-turn and drove back east, turning north onto Broad Avenue. The clouds were low and the wind was cold. Leaves blew across the wide street ahead of his Toyota Land Cruiser, their dry scraping sounding like the scuttle of rats. For an instant, fatigue convinced Dale that the...